Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Tell your family I said the same. Likewise, likewise. And and tell the uh, the stoner group that I said <laughs> Hanukkah as well. <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you. another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody with me, your host, Jackson Stone. It is officially 5 p.m. Central Time here in Dallas, Texas. Currently coming to you uh, from everybody's land. Um, This is the start of everybody's hotline edition number five. Um, Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll be here with the hotline um, live, not live, um, open, um, for the next hour, um, for whoever calls in, wants to chat, wants to discuss, wants to connect, wants to explore, wants to understand any of those good things. Um, that's really what the hotline is for. Um, and, uh, today is, um, December 10th, um, 2020. Um, this episode will come out, uh, in, the first few weeks, I think, of, of uh, um, 2021. Um, so if you're watching this right now, uh, Happy New Year. Um, hope you're crushing those New Year's resolutions, um, whatever they may be, big or small. Um, we'll get, I'll get into that a little bit uh, later in this episode. I got a few kind of pieces of content that I want to cover, um, probably about 30 minutes. Um, uh, and that'll be the length of the episode if we don't have any calls um, during this hour. <clears throat> um, but December 10th is today, is right now, is today I'm filming. It's also the, the first night of Hanukkah. Um, so if, you, uh, if, you sell, if you're Jewish out there or if you're not Jewish and you happen to celebrate Hanukkah, uh, happy Hanukkah, you know, I, uh, yeah, I wish you love and light um, during this holiday season. As you can see, my mother, my beautiful mother, Gave me this cool uh, tablecloth for my living or my yeah my dining room table, um, which we eat here occasionally, not a lot, but occasionally. Um, and so yeah, the first night today is the first night of Hanukkah. Um, I'm gonna light some candles, well one candle specifically for the first night. Um, once I'm done with this, and then I have a friend um, coming over um, named Becky Schisler, who we're also gonna film an episode. Um, for Jackson Talks, everybody. Um, and that's going to be a really, I'm really excited for that episode. Because um, we, me and Becky, reconnected last week after about 10 years of not seeing each other and had a really kind of just beautiful conversation. And then I asked her to be on my pod. And uh, hopefully we have that same kind of conversation tonight. <clears throat> so, yeah, hopefully we have that kind of same kind of conversation um, tonight. I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, holidays, um, when you watch this episode, the holidays have, are, have come and gone already, but I know that this year and these holidays specifically during this time are very difficult to say the least, odd, maybe overwhelming, um, not sure what to do or what to celebrate or if we can be happy, if we can't be happy, um, or what that whole idea behind it is. 
I know the holidays just in general are very difficult for me and my family um, specifically. You know, there's a lot of feelings about my sister and her not being around. And those are hard, um, very hard um, all of the time, but more specifically during the holidays. So it is really nice to spend even more time with my mom and dad, um, which I cherish all those moments. Um, but if you're someone who has a difficult time during the holidays because you're not able to see your family this year or you are... Um, you know, grieving the loss of a loved one or any of those things, or it's just hard for you, you know, you're just struggling in general. Um, no, that's okay. You know, there's no specific way you have to feel. Um, you don't have to force yourself to feel any way. Um, just try to do a few things that, that make you happy and fulfilled and, and try to find a little bit of joy through the holidays and connect with the people you love and, and, and try to do a little bit of that stuff and maybe give yourself some presents, you know, give yourself some joy, treat yourself to something nice. Um, no matter what it is, um, during this time, you know, no matter how difficult this time, maybe you're unsure, overwhelming and, and a lot of things happening. Um, just try to find that time for yourself and for joy, um, and for happiness and celebrate, you know, accordingly and safely. So yeah, cheers to that. Happy holidays. Happy new year. <laughs> But that kind of leads into, um, you know, my, my, uh, my opening kind of segment, um, for the show, um, you know, really diving in deep to the question, um, the simple question, the question we all ask every single day, the question we kind of use just to say hello in some instances, um, the question I think has the power to, uh, really, uh, enact really deep conversations between people, um, you know, but we also have to be careful in those conversations, um, you know, because we don't want to just unload on people. Um, and we also don't only want to talk about the things that are bothering us. We want to vent about the things that are good, that we've accomplished, that we're proud of. Um, and so that's, a, that's an important distinction to make there, I think. <clears throat> but the question is, how are you? You know, how are you for real? And anytime a guest comes on, I, try, I ask them, how are you? I ask them to be honest because <clears throat> I'm, I'm open and willing to receive their honest answer. And then, you know, how are you for real, for real, for real, you know? It's kind of like <laughs> back in the day when we were like in middle school or something and someone said they liked you, but it was like, do you like like me or dislike me? <laughs> and uh, that was always funny. Uh, you ever like we used to say, I think, I mean, I don't know if I never did it, but like they used to send like notes with like boxes to check off like, do you like, like me? No, yes, yes, or something like that. I can't remember the exact format of it, but it was pretty funny, I think. Um, but yes, so that's the same idea. Do you like, like me? I really, really do want to know, how are you? Um, and so like we've done before on these kinds of episodes, I encourage you right now to pause this whether you're watching via YouTube or you are listening via audio, um, if you're in your car um, or if you're at the gym or if you're taking a walk or wherever you listen to this show, pause it. And if you're able to um, safely um, text a friend right now, text a friend right now and, uh, and check in with them. Say, how are you? Ask them honestly see how they're doing, ask them what's new. Um, you know, that, that little gesture of just saying, Hey, what's up can, can mean the world for someone, especially when we don't know what really what they're going through at the moment. 
Um, but if you are driving, no texting, um, call a friend, call someone you haven't uh, talked to in a while and just say, Hey, I love you. Miss you. Hope you're well. You know, it doesn't have to be anything more than that. Um, Hey Joel. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Tell your family. I said the same. Likewise. Likewise. And, and tell the, uh, the stoner group that I said, uh, <laughs> as well. <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yes, so my roommate Joel has has now named everyone who listens to this or follows me um, the stoner group. Take that as you will. Um, super funny and nice little thing there to to keep this podcast a little bit lighter <clears throat> um but as i was saying yeah call someone um or text someone and ask them how they're doing or just say hey or just say i miss you or just anything really like i've had so many conversations with people recently about some of these experiences they've had like 10 12 years ago about someone just doing something so small for them, right? It seems, seems so small. Like so many conversations I've had, it's like, I was just having a really tough day and things were not going right and nothing was happening the way I, I imagined it to, or I was just struggling. I was in my own head, you know? And then one single person just said one thing nice to me, or they picked up something off the floor that I dropped, or they opened a door for me, or they smiled at me, or they sent me a text, or they gave me a phone call. And the thing about these little moments, and I'm, you know, air quotes on little because obviously they're not as, as people are speaking about them 10 to 12 years later, is that the person who does this gesture usually in most cases isn't getting told by anyone that that little thing meant the world to the person, right? Usually it's so in passing and maybe even the two people that connected in that one instance that changed a uh, said person, a we'll call him Jim, call him Jim's life. Jim too didn't even know what happened. He was just doing it because that's the kind of person he is. But Jim 10 years later felt that moment and wants to reciprocate that moment and you know he wants to pay it for now 10 12 years later to the people he meets but Jim too doesn't know that he impacted his life so much so maybe so there's no real way of knowing how much you can impact someone's life and so but I'm here to tell you that throughout all the conversations that I'm having with people that it is making a difference it does make a difference it has an impact on people's lives far beyond just that single moment, far beyond just that occurrence of you helping someone with their groceries or, you know, someone in front of you at the store can't fully pay for their meal. So you offer them two or three bucks and they, they get their meal and they get their food, right? Or whatever the small kind gesture is that for you was not really anything. You don't think about it past your day. That person changed them forever. You know, it could have put them on a on a uh, on a, path, a pot, more positive path, right? They were in a spiral. They were struggling. There was nothing was going right for them. They were they were deep in their own thoughts about really bad, scary things, and that one instance happened, and it brought them back. It brought them back. It allowed them to see that light and that levity and that empathy and the kindness that the world does offer, even though the world can be so cruel and kind and 
<clears throat> and miserable and, and there's a lot of mm, sadness but right there still really truly is excuse me sorry there still really truly is a lot of good and a lot of good people and a lot of good hearts and those little tiny minuscule moments that we feel are small are not small because we're feeling the effect of those amazing moments in our lives 10, 12, 13 years later. If you listen to this podcast, you saw and you watched the episode with my man Scott. And just the small gesture of someone saying, hey, we don't have to cut all your hair off. We can get in there and stitch you up without cutting all your hair off meant the world to him. It changed his life. He's in a different spot because of that. And that's something that that person never knows. And that's the, that's the beautiful cycle of this world. That's how we're all interconnected. That's how we're all one. Because that moment was a trickling effect for Scott. And now he wants to help change people's lives. And now he's sharing his story and his mental health journey to inspire others. And that person who was working uh, at the hospitals, obviously helping people regularly, but doing it in a kind, gentle manner. And so that's how we're all connected. That's when we say we're all just one human race. Obviously, we have so many different experiences and events that happen to us on an individual level. But so many of those resulting emotions are the same as everyone else. You're feeling lonely. So many people are feeling lonely, right? So you're never truly alone in that thought. And that can help pull you from that darkness. That can help pull you, you know, from those scary thoughts and we can reframe our mind and reframe our position to, to bridge that gap into a little bit more empathy and positivity and understanding and allowing ourselves to know that we're all interconnected in this world. You know, what we do has meaning, what we do has value every day. <clears throat> the choices we make have an impact, good and bad. And so let's, let's try to remember that, that no small thing is really small and there's a saying in sports you know um, I obviously have a sports background um, and uh, and I have a mental performance coach as well I got certified in that um, kind of incorporates really everything that I love sports mental health human the human condition all together in one able to coach athletes on how to really train their mental well-being because we so focus on the physical attributes of athletes right getting in the gym getting in shape you know really diving into the skill set of your sport but what are we talking about up here you know how do we assess failure how do we um you know assess rejection and failure and uh and not winning that game or not getting that spot on the team or you know how to be present moment focused how to really let go of the things that we can't control in a game like the referee the weather all these things and really remain present focused it's the same skill set we want to teach others in whatever kind of venue or avenue they're pursuing in their life about having a mental health toolkit but in athletes it's a little bit different you want to, you you got to frame it in a way where they see it as helping them be a better performer more elite performer but i think we all need that mental health toolkit or mental wellness toolkit or mental well-being toolkit whatever you want to call it to pull from when things go inevitably bad and when things are going great 
we know that we deserve them to go great. We know that we deserve those things to go our way because we've trained, we've practiced, we've put in the work, the effort, the manifestation, the meditation, the journaling. We've been through the hard times. We've overcome that. We understand that we're enjoying the process, you know, becoming our best selves, of transcending, of being one. And so it's all, it's all intertwined. It's all in the same frame of, uh, of mental performance, but it's just, you know, said and put a little bit differently in terms of the varying degree of, of where your mental is and, and what kind of stuff you're struggling with um, and what kind of help um, and guidance you need in that uh, specific way. <clears throat> but as I was saying, those little moments are important because in sports, there's a saying that goes today, you know, because... In sports, all, all the only goal is to win a championship. But a championship is a long-term goal. It's a very long-term goal. And there's so much that can happen between the start of a season and winning a championship. There's so much that can happen. But every season you say, I'm going to win championship. That's the goal. you know. And so for a human being, to relate that just to a human being in life, it's to be fulfilled. It's to be happy. It's to feel purposeful, to feel meaningful. All those things are, mean, are winning a championship. That's what that means. To me, at least, that's what that means. And so the way you get to a championship or the way you get to fulfillment and meaning and purpose is the process, is understanding there's a long process. Short-term goals each and every day are more important than understanding this long-term goal because there's so much happening in this process. There's so much happening in the line between the start of a season or the start of a new year or whatever, however you want to phrase it, into winning that championship or to getting that job or to, you know, getting that test or to becoming fulfilled or becoming purposeful or meaningful or happy, whatever kind of phrase you want, but we'll just use championship right now. And so setting those little goals every day is way more important because they're accomplishable. Those are check offable. You can see the results in those, you know, and you can keep those small and tight we're not there's not a lot of variables that are going to change that of course there's going to be setbacks and pivots and ditches and peaks and valleys on the way to the championship but that's why the the day-to-day -day process is so important that's why a routine is so important because it keeps you on track it allows you to manage your time so you can do other stuff you know that you want to do and there's you're not Especially, I'm talking about for an athlete, right? So they can do other stuff they want to do instead of just train work all day. It allows them to be more free and more open. And then when they do play their sport, it allows them to still fall in love with the game. <clears throat> so as I'm trying to get to this point, it's been a long-winded point. <laughs> um, but the idea is that it's today plus today plus today plus today plus today plus today plus today, so on and so on, equals the outcome. So you want to process. You want to have... A process over outcome attitude or mindset. You want to have a growth mindset. Process over outcome mindset, growth mindset. Those two things allow you to focus on the day to day to day and allow you to focus on the little things, which are not really little things because the little things add up into that big thing and that big thing adds into the championship, the fulfillment, the happiness. So if you can take kind of that athlete mindset <clears throat> into your day to day, it could be beneficial for you, um, depending on your background and where you're from. But all the ideas about how to be an elite performer, whether you're an elite performer as a school teacher, as a grocery store clerk, as a truck driver, as a mom, as a dad, as a whatever your job title may be, you know, everyone wants to be elite. And elite to me really just means happy as fuck, right? Purposeful as fuck, mean, having a meaningful job. Or a purposeful job, something you feel driven by, something you feel inspired by, 
something that makes you, allows you to want to get out of bed every morning, right? Not every day is the same. I'm not super jazzed up every day to go to work, right? But the majority of the time I am, majority of the time I'm feeling happy and fulfilled and inspired. And so that's what becoming elite means in any sort of sense, right? We use it a lot for athletes, but we can use it in any kind of terminology, um, for whatever suits you or whatever, um, you're in, like allowed to reframe that word to fit you and your life specifically, because these are very general, very general ideas about general topics, about general things that you can do, but you have to dive a little bit deeper into these topics to allow it to specifically benefit you and your life because everyone's life is different. We have different circumstances. We're living in different places. Um, you know, our financials are different. Our jobs are different. You know, the people we have around us are different, but we all have control over our attitude and our effort um, and the people we do surround ourselves with. Um, and a lot of those things are in our control. And so we have to focus on the things that we can control and focus on that process, focus on the day to day to day to day to day, the little things. So that all adds up into this major, big, huge thing that you just love and that you are inspired by. And it keeps you working every day because it's challenging, but it's also exciting and it allows you to have new experiences and new conversations and, and all of these things that are so important in the process of our lives. Um, yeah. So yeah, because I've been, um, you know, I, uh, I'm not sure if anyone's aware of this. I don't know if I've made it public or talked about it here, but I kind of just hopped back into, into baseball a little bit, um, over the last few months. And, uh, it's been really amazing. Um, and so then I, I, you know, I really wanted to do something for the athletes, um, that maybe I wasn't, no, I wasn't. I'm not gonna say no. I did get no. Yeah. So I really wanted to, you know, because I love sports. You know, I love mental health. I love the idea of that. I love talking about it. I love conversations. You know, I love seeing people reach their full potential while I'm in the midst of trying to reach my own full potential. You know, I'm deeply involved in pro wrestling because that's an amazing sport as well. And so all of these things can be combined into kind of this mental performance coach that I became um, certified and mastered in. And now I can teach it to people. And so I feel like, you know, that's what qualifies me. I don't, I don't know. I just, I always knew that my, like my lived experience um, was what brought me into this field of talking about, you know, human development and uh, mental health and performance on the mental side and emotions and what drives us and what motivates us. You know, the lived experience I had with my sister brought me into this field, but now I feel like I'm finding these, um, now I'm finding like all these things that I love and putting them together in this one little basket and then being able to, to give that to people and also give it to myself because I'm learning and exploring new stuff every day. And I absolutely am not even close to scratching the surface of knowing really anything but I know a little bit enough to to convey it in a way that I think makes sense for people to understand it on this podcast. So I hope whatever resonates with you in these little chats um, or with when I have guests or when it's just me talking that you kind of dive deeper into into what resonates with you and, and apply that to your life because we can consume all of the information we want. We can consume all of it. We can listen to the podcast. We can read the books. We can do all that stuff. But if we don't take that, what we consume 
digest it, really understand it, then put it into action into our lives, then nothing is ever going to change. It's all going to be the same. Then those books and the podcasts and the self-help stuff was all like a placebo effect. It made you feel good for a minute because you thought you were doing something that benefited you, which you are. It's the start. It's the very start of something that's going to benefit you. Reading those books, finding that information, having those conversations, investing in those experiences, you know, changing your view of things, allowing different people and different perspectives to enter your life so you can kind of formulate what's good for you and what works for you and what makes sense. But if you consume that and then don't you know, kind of reflect on it, explore a little bit, be conscious, be self-observant about what you did and how you did it, and then take the action steps into your life to implement that and actually make the change, then what's the point, right? So you have to take it. You have to do the work. You have to do the work. There's so much stuff out there that you can explore. There's so much stuff out there that you can explore. If you're looking to do anything or learn more about anything, it's out there. And you can learn about it and then you have to apply it. No one is going to do the work for you. There's help. There's love. There's support. There's different perspectives available. I, there's so much support and help available and love. And I can give you all of that. But I cannot do the work for you. And so the reason behind that, that I'm sharing this information is I hope that you feel some sign, something inside of you that's telling you, okay, I can do this work. Because you can do the work. You can change. You can adapt. You can grow. You can become I don't like to use the word better, but better, you know, better version of your already best self, right? Your better version of your already amazing human being that you are now, you know, <clears throat> and, and every day looks different in your journey. Every day looks different in your journey. Some days you're out there crushing it. Boom, 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 boom. You got everything done on your list. Some days you don't want to get out of bed, right? And that's, and the best you could do was eat a piece of candy and lay back down or the best you could do was just have a cup of tea and read two pages in your book or the best you could do was just take a shower and that's okay and that's okay those days are going to happen they happen to every single one of us you think the best people in the world don't struggle with that they do i promise you they do but they have tools and practices and resources in place to allow themselves to dig themselves out of that hole a little bit quicker so we're not wallowing in that pain we're reflecting on what it is and why it's happening we're using our resources we're using our tools we're using our help we're using our treatment plan we're using our therapist we're doing all these things that we have in play inside of our mental health toolkit to allow us to get past those days a little bit faster than we normally would because we still have to feel those feelings we just have to feel that sadness we still have to feel that pain that hardship that struggle right but you're not alone you're not the only one feeling this stuff so many people are right and that's why it's important ahead of a crisis ahead of it when it gets really bad that we have to have a plan in place a toolkit in place that you know what exactly works for you in your journey because it's all that's important you and your journey it doesn't matter if journaling works for jim if journaling doesn't work for you then you don't do it and you need to know that in advance before someone gives you that advice so you can say i already tried that it's not working but you really have to try it you have to try it for real, like actually try it for 30 days or whatever it is that you feel like actually trying it is. And if it still doesn't work, then you take it out of your toolkit. But you have to attempt these things with real full effort to know if they work or they don't work for you. And that's what's important. Developing that toolkit, developing what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And so, yeah. Whew. Yeah, that was good. Feeling it. That all came off of just, you know, I have, a, I have some notes written down on my sheet. 
And the first one was, how are you really? I guess I was going to answer that question, but then I kind of went into the next one, which was text and call a friend. Um, and then we kind of went into that whole thing. Um, but back to the original point, text, call a friend. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's important. Check in on your people. But also what's very, also very important is to, uh, is to check in on yourselves, check in on yourselves because we can be anything to anyone else if we are nothing to ourselves first. Okay. All right. Another important topic I want to get to today. So if you saw, so I, the last episode that I posted of 2020 was with Milan. She is the, first of all, she's a brilliant, brilliant woman, um, but she's the founder and president of Experience Wrestling. And Experience Wrestling is a nonprofit organization that she founded, started, and built um, that is meant to bring equity, diversity, and inclusion into independent professional wrestling, specifically trying to redefine um, the pro wrestling experience. She created this out of the Speaking Out movement. She created this out of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, she created this because she is a fan of indie wrestling, um, has a deep background with her job at UT Arlington in diversity, in equity, and inclusion, and she wanted to bring it to professional wrestling. She asked me um, to be on board with this, um, to help her with this project, and I am extremely excited to be a part of it. So if you watched that episode, you probably know a little bit about experience wrestling. Um, if you didn't watch that episode, I would suggest going back to watching it. We start talking about experience wrestling about 30 minutes in to the pod. Uh, the first 30 minutes is kind of getting to know Milan. So if you want that as well, which I recommend that as well, do that. Um, so that's been launched. We had our first fundraiser, which was the push-up-a-thon, and that money goes directly into the Professional Wrestling Relief Fund, which I'll touch on in a second. Um, but yeah, we're recruiting wrestlers um, to be mentors. Um, you are loved, specifically is working with them, and we've set up um, specifically professional wrestler support groups and group therapy. Um, we're recruiting wrestlers to be mentors to up-and-coming trainees. Um, we've set up a report line, so if something bad or if something happens at your show that you want to, you know, feel comfortable posting on social where it's public, you can call to the line and we'll address the situation. Um, and then, but that's all, you know, and then we have, uh, we just have a few other people um, uh, working with us as well, um, namely Solo Darling, um, and we're trying to get other um wrestlers who are who are insightful who are speaking out about the issues that are important who are trying to make a real actionable change in independent professional wrestling to be part of this kind of group all over the united states all over even beyond and try to just make real change um in the business so if you're a pro wrestling fan watching this um are, are you know the words we say hold weight or at least the words that i say hold weight and i really do mean it when i want to say that i want to change and make and make a change and make wrestling safe and secure and happy and healthy and and make it an actual business that's that's profitable for the wrestlers and exciting for the fans and and all of these things and so yeah so yeah and so what's most important is is the relief fund really so the relief fund for professional independent professional wrestlers so because if we don't get paid we don't uh, 
if we don't wrestle, we don't get paid. And that's a big issue that's happening right now, obviously with coronavirus and stuff. Very, very few shows. Most wrestlers aren't getting paid. We haven't gotten paid for a while. Um, and so, you know, I don't, I don't know if I, yeah. So in a, in a normal situation where, you know, we're wrestling and there's shows all happening and coronavirus is good and, and everything's is back to, to normal, um, but people are still being hygienic and safe. Um, the relief fund would be to people who get injured on a show or where the car breaks down and we would be able to kind of like what unemployment was, you know, if you lost your job. You got unemployment, so you could be able to be on your feet still until you got another job. It would be keep you afloat. You could keep your house. You could keep your where you lived. You could still buy food. You could still live while actively looking for another job. <clears throat> and that's the idea of the relief fund, to give wrestlers a little bit of a um, relief while they're recovering from their injury, while they're getting their car fixed, or whatever the case may be, um, because that's something we don't have set in place in independent professional wrestling. And I think it would be better for all of us the job would be more secure um you know and uh it would just be better overall environment for us um and so i think that is the most important part of that as, as well as well as the support groups as well as the report lines as well as the mentorship programs um as well as setting up you know and milan's going to do this specifically because she's the expert on it speaking directly with promoters and people who book shows about diversity, about equity, and about inclusion. She's going to do that. That's way out of my realm and jurisdiction or knowledge. She's going to do that. So promoters can then <clears throat> make wrestling itself, independent wrestling itself, more diverse, more inclusive um, for everyone. And she's going to have those conversations with the promoters. And then hopefully it's just a band of of people, of wrestlers, of promotions, of fans, people just working together to create the best environment we possibly can that's safe, that's healthy, that's fun, that's profitable. Um, and when things eventually do go wrong or there's some setbacks or there's, you know, this happening or that happening, that we have we have practices and um, things implemented to, to help ease those situations and help those people get where they need to go or do what we need to do in a safer, healthier, more conducive, more loving environment for that. So that's the idea behind experience wrestling. I'm very excited about it. I was, you know, I love independent professional wrestling. I am an independent professional wrestler. I plan to be one for a very long time, and I want to see the I, I want to see the boys and the girls and everyone that's involved with indie wrestling to thrive, to, to succeed, to get exactly where they want. And uh, and I think experience wrestling has the um, has the uh, the power. Um, to take us there. <clears throat> and so, yeah, so if you haven't checked us out, go to experiencewrestling.com um, and see what we're about. Um, and uh, obviously working heavily with You Are Loved uh, in terms of the support and the mental health services that we can provide via indie wrestling. And uh, this is something I'm very excited about. So along with all the other stuff I'm doing, like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just really passionate and, and I feel very purposeful about this stuff and about creating community and connection and, and presenting love and hope. And, and so this is just another form of that. And I'm super glad that Milan came up with this idea and, and asked me to be a part of it because it's brilliant and it's super and it's great. And um, yeah, I asked for your support. Thank you. I just want to talk about one quick thing. I'm not going to go into it too much. I already touched on it a little bit. 
Okay, so we'll just segue into it now, and then <clears throat> that'll be kind of the, the content that I talk about this week um, for this episode. Um, so yeah, so this episode will come out um, probably the third week of January. And so in the third week of January, we're obviously three weeks into 2021. Um, I have absolutely no idea what life will look like, what COVID-19 will look like. Um, no idea. But I do know that people do tend to make New Year's resolutions um, come January 1. And I think those New Year's resolutions are very, very important. But we need to think about them in a, in a realistic, appropriate manner for the times that we're in. Um, and so don't beat yourself up about it. Don't, you're not a failure if you don't have these huge, lofty New Year's resolutions about changing the whole world. If your New Year's resolution is just to, I don't know, I can't think of anything right now, but something small and, and meaningful, then I think that's brilliant. If your goal is to just try to make it into the gym or exercise one day a week, I think that's great. So don't, don't be afraid to make these New Year's resolutions, but make them appropriate and meaningful for what's happening in today's world. Make it realistic for what's happening in today's world. So, so brainstorm. Start to think about where you want your life to be, you know, in six months and what you can do day to day to day to day to day to get there, you know. Because if you say that you're not going to eat chocolate for one year, that's very hard. <laughs> like, that's really, really, really hard. Um, and so take it a day by day. Take it month by month. You know, see what you can do every day that can get you there to your whatever your goal may be. And allow there to be setbacks. Allow there to be pivots and changes, you know, because that's the just how life works. You know, nothing goes in this straight line. You know, healing is not linear. It's all this way. And the same with getting to where you want to go. It's all up and down, up and down, up and down. Eventually, we have that steady climb up. Maybe there's a little drop, but then it's it's steady. So if you want that steady climb up, that slow, steady climb, that one step in front of the other, Make those New Year's resolutions appropriate and realistic and meaningful for you and uh, and stick to them, you know, have that self-love because self-love <clears throat> is that deep act, deep act of discipline towards ourselves. Right, of course, self-love is getting our hair done or maybe doing our makeup that day or buying ourselves a new dress or buying ourselves a new suit or getting ourselves a pair of new shoes or getting our nails done or getting a pedicure. Like I love getting a pedicure um, specifically with my mom. I like going, <clears throat> you know, getting a massage done or getting a facial. Any of these things, those are acts of self-care, right? But those are the kind of the, the ones we think of immediately when we think self-care. But really what self-care is, is a deep responsibility and a deep act of discipline towards ourselves. If I say I'm going to do something, this is where I want to be. Me having self-love for myself allows me not have allows me to have discipline to get myself there. You know, it's a responsibility to our future selves. Loving myself deeply is a responsibility to my future self because I'm setting myself up for the best future by loving myself deeply in each and every current moment. <clears throat> so have that self-love. Have that observation of yourself. Explore into what you really want to see yourself be and become or do and have. 
you know, really internally. I wouldn't make these goals about material things or external values. I'd really make them an internal thing because then everything else around you will kind of just grow and happen. And, and, and just by coincidence, you'll get these kind of external values or material items that you feel like you want, but we're working on inside of ourselves. We're working on that mindset, we're working on mindfulness, you know, and, and self love. And like, so those deep acts are what should be part of our new year's resolutions to allow ourselves to really get where we want to get. And I believe in that. I believe in you. Uh, I think you can get there. Um, I do actually believe that you can get there for sure. 100% have that self love, that awareness, that consciousness of what's going on, you know, jot down these things every day, explore what's today good and bad. What did I not like about it? What I did like about it, what I didn't do great, what I could do better. That's self-love right there. That's self-love, that responsibility to our future selves, that deep act of discipline towards our current selves, you know? Talking to ourselves with grace and compassion and understanding that we make mistakes and we fall. But having that self-love is getting back up. That's what self-love is, getting back up every time we fall because we know we can fucking do it. That's what self-love is. And that's what I'm going to end on today because I feel empowered by what I just said. I hope you feel empowered by what I just said. I hope you go out and do something amazing for yourself. I hope the new year up until this episode has been great for you. And uh, yeah, 2021, man, it can be magical. It can be magical if we just come together, we work together, but we also focus deeply on inside of ourselves. We look inward and we lean into that. And we act in a, in a loving, compassionate, empowered way towards ourselves and let that radiate out into everyone else around us. And we're all just vibing on these high frequencies of love and positivity and energy, you know, and allowing for compassion to happen when there's bad days and allowing for empathy to happen and understanding to happen and being able to pick ourselves back up because we love ourselves deeply. And so that's what I'm saying that's it. Happy New Year. We're in 2021. Brilliant. Thank you for listening. I'm excited about where Jackson talks. Everybody is going to go. If you've seen the first two episodes of 2021 in front of this episode, which are just with some guests, then you'll see the new intro for the show. You'll see the new music for the show. Um, and sure. Yeah. So if you want to find out and so, uh, yeah, um, so I'm pumped about that the intro and the music is great. Um, we're rolling through these episodes. We got guests. Um, if you guys out there are listeners and you have any, um, guests that you feel like would be great for this show, please hit me up about it. Or if you have any topics, specific topics that you'd like me to cover, DM me or comment on the videos or send me an email or go to jacksontalkseverybody.com and leave a comment and I'll get that. If you have any topics that you really want me to cover or any guests that you really want me to have on or you have a connection to a guest that you feel like would be great conversation between the two of us, let's go, dude. I'm for all of it. Like I'm ready for Jackson Talks. Everybody would be huge in 2021 and it's all because the original listeners and the original viewers that I've had on this show since the very beginning and I appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. If you like it, tell a friend. Go to Apple Podcasts, rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, whatever. All the good stuff. I hope you have an amazing night. 
Cheers. One love. Thank you. 